Welcome to the Tony Talks Wealth Podcast. This show is dedicated to helping you manage your money better, invest wisely, retire early, and grow your wealth for you and your family and live your best life. My name is Tony Thomas, Charter Financial Planner, Pension Specialist, and Money Coach. I've advised thousands of people over the last 30 years. I'm going to share with you real life stories and everything that you need to know to build a financially secure future and a great lifestyle. If you enjoy the podcast, then feel free to subscribe and leave a review. Now let's dive into today's episode on the Tony Talks Wealth Podcast. I'm joined by Manny Homer. So Manny, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Tiny. It's, it's such a pleasure. Uh, you're more than welcome. Manny is known as the queen of content creation, a number one international best-selling author and has created 13 successful businesses over the last 23 years. So Manny, please share with us some insights into your journey and discoveries along the way, as well as tips that listeners can implement straight away to make great things happen for themselves and their businesses. All right. Well, I, I come from an interesting background. Um, I'm, I'm not one of these people that had silver spoons in my mouth or anything like that. In fact, I came from a very poor background where, unfortunately, there was a lot of abuse in my life. It was like, okay. you know, all kinds of abuse. There was verbal, there was mental, there was definitely physical as well. And... So I grew up in a family with three girls and dad worked nights and mum was pretty much doing everything by herself and she just couldn't cope with it. She couldn't deal with that yeah. uh, because she had her own demons going on, do you know? So we all grew up with a lack of skills, a lack of skills in any, like, you know, confidence, certainty, anything like that. Um, and so it's, it, there's skills that I've had to teach myself along the way, like without any idea and any clue, you know, how to do it. Uh, I've always had that entrepreneurial streak in me, though. And I guess it's just, I think when it's, when it's inbred into you like that, when it, it, whether it's been passed down generation from generation, who knows? Yeah. I think when it's in you like that, that no matter what skills, and I say skills, you need to learn along the way. You do that and you just keep going. I think when you have and difficult start in life, then uh, I think it's sometimes out of necessity, even if it isn't born in, on, uh, in you, uh, that you uh, discover these things about yourself and mm -hmm. uh, whether subconsciously or not, uh, you make things happen. I think you do. It's interesting you say that because obviously one of my goals in life has been to completely smash the mold into the into dust for my yeah. children. Yeah. And what's interesting I find is that with the mindset I've, I've gained over the years, my son, who is extremely intelligent, he's first year of high school this year, and he's he's challenged fitting in. He's really challenged yeah. fitting in, but not for the same reasons that I was. He's challenged because... He's confident. He's challenged ah, because okay. he's, you know, he's above the line. He's above yeah. the line from what the average child is. Yeah. And it wasn't until just today that I explained to him that the reason why they pick on him and they call him a nerd and they 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 tell him that he's got no special skills is because they're actually jealous of the yeah. fact that he yeah. is so yeah. strong. And this is his resilience building so that he can end up being the business owner that he's going to need. 
it's an important life uh, skill, really. Uh, I think that children, as we know, can be extremely cruel. Um, mm-hmm. But if, um, if you can tough that out and get through it, uh, then it will um, make you a much stronger person as you get older. Mm, I, I absolutely totally agree. And that's actually what I've, I've sort of like said to my boy. It's like, look at it, like just reframe it basically, look at it. And geez, I wish I, I wish my mother had been able to help me with these things, you know? Look at it as a lesson. Look at it as the learnings you need to get to be able to create a successful life for yourself. Feel gratitude that they're, they're giving you this, this angst and giving you this, yeah. these challenges so that you can learn to beat them now. Yeah, maybe it's, it's a different um, approach we have to, to uh, these obstacles uh, and mm-hmm. see them in, in a positive way. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Challenges can be positive. And obviously mm-hmm. the self-achievement, uh, if you're able to overcome those challenges, uh, mm-hmm. is uh, fantastic. You, know, you feel so much better about yourself. Move on to the next one. Bring it on. Exactly right. And like, don't get me wrong, I think we're all still challenged, you know, just about every day in our businesses yeah. and in our lives. Yeah. Um, it was a challenge to me to have my son come home to me and say, hey, mum, this is not working out. They don't like me. It's like, oh, I haven't quite, you know. And, you know, wanted to do what I did with them all, but it just took me some time just to process that, and I was able to give him the tools that I've gained now. So, yeah. lucky him, he's going to have a lot more than what I got when I grew up. So, um, sounds like a, another perfect example of uh, you were, should we say, tough times or early days has helped uh, your own children. So it's, um, uh, mm-hmm. th- I think that's mm-hmm. one of the beauties that we, we as should we say, uh, strivers. Um, often uh, see is that we don't necessarily see it uh, maybe in ourselves but we can definitely pass on so much down to uh, our own children and the people around us really so absolutely yes so so it, uh, tell me so you've obviously had a uh, sort of a, a difficult start in life as you mentioned so mm-hmm. what led you to uh, where you are now so t- talk me through the sort of the various stages that you went through Okay, so there were some um, interesting stages that I can now recognise are yeah. like, you know, the defining moments in my life. So when I hit 24, um, I was, you know, I was in a nice, secure government job. I was getting paid every fortnight. I could have stayed in that position until I was 65 and I could have retired with the gold watch, do you know what I mean? And yeah. It was good. I was married. It wasn't a happy marriage, but at the time I didn't know any better. So, and all of a sudden my father died suddenly. He just basically had a heart attack and he was gone. The events that followed that were some of the most interesting events of my life. My family, through their own grief, took it out on me, losing dad and losing everything. And they actually booted me out of the family. I was actually okay. kicked out of the family. So within the space of 12 months, I lost my father. Suddenly, my family kicked me out. The ex-husband took off. Um, Just about every friend I had in the world seemed to disappear. And I was left with one choice and one choice only, and that was to run as fast and as far away as I could. So I decided then to move to New Zealand. Oh, okay. Yeah, where I was actually born. So I moved to New Zealand because then I could start my life again and I could transform myself um, into this new person where nobody knew me kind of thing, you know. The only trouble with that is I actually took myself with me. 
You can't escape yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you know, it was a good plan. <laughs> what it did, though, and the reason why I've shared this with you, what it did is it, it actually forced me to find a new way. It yeah. forced me to go and, like, you know, create a new pathway for my life. And so maybe even unconsciously I actually did that. And even though the first year in New Zealand, a strange country where I knew nobody, where I was grieving like you wouldn't believe because not only had I lost my dad, I'd lost everything I knew to be real. Everything was gone. So you can imagine like, you know, I was a little messy. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I was there a year when I I met the man I'm still married to today and we've been together 21 years. And he was the first person that really actually listened and just held me when I was crying and when I was grieving, you know, he was the best person that really seemed to give a damn. And that's what put me on this path where I was then able to go and create business after business and build my strength and build my skill sets to improve on every single one as I went through. So, so talk us through some of you, you know, your early businesses in terms of what you did uh, mm-hmm. and I mean, really, how you did this? I mean, why did you choose those various businesses for one? And, you know, what were the things that you learned about uh, those uh, yourself and obviously running the business uh, by doing that? Okay, well, my very first business was actually shortly after my father died when everything was just um, falling apart around me. Um, I actually purchased a franchise. I bought a, um, a commercial cleaning franchise with my first husband at the time and it was it was a guaranteed income base so it had a little bit of security on it it was like basically you earned two thousand dollars a month for 24 months yeah that was the plan and this is 1997 so that's quite good yeah that's that's quite good money back then yeah Yeah. so um and all you had to do was basically they gave you the contracts to that value you did the work and you got paid basically um, and so I was doing that as well as working my government job. So I was actually getting up at one o'clock in the morning and going and doing cleaning and then going and working a full day in my job, right. like falling over at six o'clock at night, sleeping while I could and then doing the whole process yeah. again, you know. And so what I would actually do with that one is I'd actually take um, a day off about once a fortnight out of my day job to go prospecting. Oh. And I managed, yeah, managed to build that up from 2000 a month to 8000 a month income within about three or four months. Brilliant. So we were rocking it. We were absolutely rocking it. I wanted to step into that role permanently. Yeah. I did not like cleaning men's urinals. Funny that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, long story short, my husband didn't have the vision that I had. And yeah. um, when everything fell apart and he, he walked out, he actually took the one thing that I needed to be able to continue, and that was the car. Ah, okay. So what I found is I suddenly had all of these contracts for all of these companies that I'd worked hard to get. Um, I had no vehicle. I was a 24-year-old single woman living in Brisbane City who had to travel in the middle of the night to cleaning contacts in the middle of the city. Impossible. (laughs) Yeah, and so one of the terms of that business was that if you couldn't do your contracts within 48 hours, even the ones you went and got yourself, you lost a lot. So I lost that business within 48 hours of saying, I can't do this. Okay. Right? Uh, rather extreme <laughs> in terms of the two. That was the rules. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. that that's the agreement that I signed. Yeah. I can remember the knock on the door and I knew exactly who it was. And I just yeah. grabbed the keys and just said, here you go. You know, so 
lots of lessons from that business, obviously. You know, the yeah. big ones to be careful. I'm going to say it, who you get into bed with. Yeah, <laughs> I think, uh, I think I, I've careful. certainly had that on more than one occasion. Um, That's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that would be the biggest lesson there. Be careful who you get into bed with and just be careful what you agree to because at the end of the day, that was all my hard work that yeah. I put into that, building yeah. that up and just had that taken from me like that. Yeah. It was part and of the contract, so I had no choice, but yeah. And somebody else has had the benefit of that. Well, they did. That's right. I lost I lost everything. And so um, from there is when I sort of like developed a plan to move yeah. to New Zealand. I went back to a job for a while. Yeah. Uh, just working as a temp for a while until I could build some funds up so I could go. Um, and then the next, like, I just had a multitude of businesses through. The next one was um, after I met my, my husband now, we'd been together like three months and we were already living together. And so we started the company and it was a, a mobile mechanics business because he was a trained mechanic. Okay. And so I would sit on the phone and take yeah. the calls and yeah. he would fix the cars. So and we had that for like five years. We started off just one van and my, my husband and we extended that business to six or seven staff and that's when it got out of control. We were making more profit with that one when we were just a one-man band, if that makes sense, and we were. I think that's a good lesson because I've seen this now many, many times where uh, people feel they need to, uh, to scale or to grow and what happens is that it doesn't improve the profitability. If, if, if anything, it makes it worse. Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you don't always need to grow to a, you know, a multi-billion uh, uh, pound empire to, to have that um, or the profitability you need uh, to earn a, a very good uh, living from a business. So. That's right. And I mean, I think that that's what comes down to. It's like, you know, um, I know there's a big question coming up and I don't want to preempt it. But um, it, it's, it's like what, you know, it all means to you. Now, our biggest month in that business, um, and we're talking back um, 2000 here. So our biggest month, we did a $60,000 month, one month in a mechanic shop. Okay. Yeah. And I said to my staff, I said, if you guys get us the 60000 this month, I'll take you and your wives out for a fancy dinner. We'll go out for dinner. The yeah. whole, whole staff will go out. Yeah. So we made the goal. We went out for the dinner. The dinner cost me $1,000 for the night. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like all expenses paid, no question, just paid the bill. Yeah. It cost us 61000 that month to run the business. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> yeah. And so it was funny because then we just said, you know what? Cut, 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 and cut it yeah. down, simply. You know, so that was our lesson from that one. So now I've got many stories. How many do you want? Ah, well, you pick, you pick what you think are the, the, probably the most notable ones or where you probably had the biggest lessons from or your biggest successes from. All right. So I'm going to share another one with you. This was a business I started from scratch, no money down. Uh, I thought a couple of hundred dollars, I yeah, think, was all yeah. that I had um, for it. Um, and that's because that's how I used to start businesses. I didn't want to start anything that would take, like, a lot of capital or anything yeah, like that. Yeah. I was, you know, yeah. I was always about the creation. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was pregnant at the time with my son. Okay. And I decided I didn't want to pay for buy baby products. So I started importporting from China, like, modern cloth nappies. I think you call them nappies there, not diapers. Yeah. Okay, so, and so they're the ones with the Velcro. I don't know if you've seen them. They're like the old 
um, cloth nappies, but they have Velcro on them or they have buttons. So yeah, they're still cloth. Yeah, Vel- Velcro or st- sticky sort of tape, I think they are. Now. Yeah. I haven't seen one for a while. I've seen one for a while, but I think they are. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. And so it just like it allows you to, to not use disposables, have cloth yeah. nappies, but just it's easy because like who wants to be pinning their kid and all the rest? Yeah. Seriously, yeah. you know, it's yeah. like, yeah. And so I started importing them. I branded it myself, called it My Baby after my son. Yeah. And I was this we're living in New Zealand at this stage still. I was there for actually 16 years after I moved there. So and um it took off. I there was only one other guy on the platform selling them and he did plain, boring old white unbranded. Yeah. So I branded it, I brought in colours, I brought in, you know, designs, I yeah. brought in like, you know, designer baby nappies yeah. and the business just flourished to the point where I had my daughter as well, she came along. Um, and so I had toddlers running around my feet basically whilst okay. I ran this business and it was taking me an hour a day. That's all it took. Yeah. And I was getting the equivalent of two full-time wages in profit off it every week without fail. Wow. Sounds like a, a so, good um, uh, ratio there in terms of uh, time to uh, obviously uh, what you get out of it. Yeah, absolutely. So it was like, it was thriving and I had that for four years and then, would you believe it? Because of a lack of self-belief and lack of self-worth in myself, I had a lady approach me at my child's daycare yeah. and she was basically falling over herself to talk to me. And she was saying, oh, my goodness, oh, your nappies are just the amazing nappies I've ever had. I put all of my five kids through you. You are amazing. You're incredible. Oh, my gosh. I've told all my friends. My friends have bought them and their friends have bought them. And it's like, oh, my gosh, it's just so amazing. And she freaked me out that much because I was so afraid that they would find out that maybe I fluked it or it was just, you know, something I did that I, I, I flew home. It was a half an hour drive home. And I walked into the house and my husband was home. And I said, that's it. I'm done. I've had enough. I'm tired of hormonal women. I'm selling the business. And I put it up for sale at a price probably a third of its value and it's yeah. sold within 24 hours. Right. Okay. How's that for self-sabotage? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good example. <laughs> that sounds as if you were onto a real winner there. So. Yeah, it was like, and it was just my unconscious mind just um, pushing forward the fact that I didn't believe in myself. I didn't know my worth. I didn't have my confidence. And I figured I just fluked it. And so... Goodness gracious, what if somebody found out that I'd done that? What if somebody found out that I was just a fraud? Yeah. So it was elimination. I had to eliminate it. So and how, that's not you, how, done that. how did you go about doing that then? Well, I sold it. Yeah. And, and yeah, started, and the people... And yeah, I did. I went. Well, I, I still had still had another business that I was, we'd had for 14 years. So we still had something else to go on with. But that one, like, gosh... It doesn't get any easier than that, does it, really? That's just probably <laughs> as good as you get, yeah. And even today I kick myself over that because I think, what were you doing? What were you thinking? So the big lesson there, obviously, was like, you know, just get this right. Sort yeah. this out. Your head. Well, yeah, I think that's so important. I think all of us have uh, self-doubts, um, whether it's, a, you know, esteem, confidence, whatever you want to label you want to put on it, but we all have them, um, and sometimes they never leave us. I think it's a question mm. of controlling them and managing those and believing ourselves, which again is easier said than done when probably most uh, of our uh, adult lives in particular, 
we are told that you know, things can't be achieved or you can't do this, you can't do that. Um, mm-hmm. And you can, uh, but you need, yeah. you need self-belief and you need people around you to believe in you and encourage you to do these things. And um, anything is possible uh, at the end of the day. So, Absolutely. Well, one of the things I've learned over the last few years, Tony, is that, yes, we can do anything that we want to. And for me, getting my mindset sorted, I used a skill called neuro-linguistic programming to do that. Yeah, familiar with that. It's completely changed my life. So I no longer believe that I can't. I no longer have any self-doubt. I obviously have no confidence issues. That's pretty obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's because of that that I am able to go out there and create something that's now going to be the multi-million dollar business. You know, I can see it. I can feel it. And I know it's it's only a, a short journey away because clearly I know what I'm doing now. So whilst you say that people may feel like they can't fix this stuff, it is actually, to me, just a skill set. It's no different to learning how to cook or learning how to take great photos. If you want to get learn how to get your self-confidence and your self-worth, then there's people out there who can train you and help you do that. It's kind of like a brainwash in a way, but it's a good one, do you know? Yeah, I had, um, uh, I totally agree with you because, um, you know, I, I've looked into this a, a lot more uh, over the recent years. I had a um, um, master practitioner, NLP practitioner on a few uh, weeks ago. And uh, there's some great insights from there. But exactly as you've said is that uh, we can train our minds, if you like, uh, to overcome all these deep inner um, doubts, if you like, or, or barriers that we've, uh, we've acquired over the years, and we can mm-hmm. smash mm-hmm. them with the right tools and techniques. Um, and as you say, then it opens up so many doors and you can, you can be, or you can fulfill your potential, should we say, uh, by uh, no, taking the right yeah. steps. Yeah, you absolutely can. So it's not, it's not an impossibility. It is actually not an impossibility. I mean, for years, I, I didn't know you could. Do you know? I mean, I'm, a, I'm an avid follower of Tony Robbins. I think yeah. the guy is absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, you can't see it, but I've actually got a photo of, my, of, of him with me. Okay. Um, that was a, a, a goal I set for a hug and a photo, and yeah. I made it happen. Yes. And I, I actually use that. Um, anytime I feel like I can't do something, I walk out and I think, girl, you did that. If you can do that, you can do anything, especially living in Australia. It's not an easy thing to get a photo with Tony Robbins. It's uh, not an easy No, you're right. No, he's, uh, I, mean, I know he's obviously a, he's an avid traveller for all parts of the, of the world, but um, it's not o- that often. So you no, have to grab so, your opportunity I mean, when you can, yeah. Well, that's right. You know, and, and, and that whole weekend, it was just, it was interesting. I was talking to a friend of mine about it just the other day. It was one thing after another, the universe just kept throwing in my path, you know, to help me to reach that goal. You know, even little things from the phone call I got from my boy who was only five years old then. And he didn't say, hey, mum, how are you going? The first thing he said to me, have you got your photo with Tony Robbins yet, mum? <laughs> it's like it's like and so it was then i couldn't not do it you know yeah. so what happened next then so what what's the next part of your journey next part of my journey i just continued with a few more business ideas yeah. um i did my nlp yeah um from my nlp yeah um now we can edit this can't we of course we can yeah. yes oh, I will. sorry <laughs> 
I could feel it coming. <laughs> she was in me. Okay. She was in me. This yeah, I could feel it coming. I, I, I had a flu a couple of weeks ago. Okay. And it just hangs on. One of those ones that just hang on, you know? So, yeah. All right. So my journey from there pretty much was I went through my NLP training. Yeah. I decided to do coaching and realized that coaching wasn't for me. Um, I still did amazing at it because no matter what I put my mind to, I tend to make a success of. Yeah. And I transformed the lives of over 160 women personally with breakthroughs, which you would have learned in your training. Yeah. yeah. So one of my breakthroughs. However, it burnt me out. I was completely to the point where if I had to pick up the phone and listen to one more person's problems. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I actually took a break for six months. And yeah. then last year at the beginning of the pandemic, I was doing a, just a, a little bit of business coaching, just bringing in a little bit of income. Yeah. But when the pandemic hit, I decided to write a book. Okay. And so, yeah, I actually sat down um, over a weekend in less than 24 hours and, I, and I, it just flowed out of me, this entire book that is now the number one international bestseller. What's, what's the title? Lockdown Took My Income. Right, okay. I have seen it, actually. I did read a few of the, the paragraphs. Uh, um, so it's, uh, it's a fascinating book. I think Thank it's, you. One, it's one that... As perfect for the lockdown periods and uh, and beyond. Uh, so I would recommend anybody um, pick that up and give that a good read because there's lots of very useful uh, insights and tips in there. Absolutely. Um, one of the things I learned as, along the way, because a lot of what I've done is unconscious, which is yeah. is quite normal for many people. Yeah. And it was funny as I was writing the book, Tony. I'd, I'd stop and I'd go. Yeah, I do do that. Like, I'd give a step, I'd give a tip in the book. And it's like, yeah, I actually do that, you know. And I wasn't even aware I was, but it was just, you know, it was flowing. Um, so once I did the book, it just um, had a friend of mine who um, was a publisher. Yep. And I had some skills that she wanted to know, and obviously I needed my book published, so we did yep. a trade share. Okay. And this is a really powerful thing for people to learn, that you can actually just share trades, you can just swap. Yep. Yeah. So I knew how to get articles published. Yeah. She wanted to know how to do that. So yeah. and I needed my book published. So we swapped our skills, and I can remember that I remember the day we did the big launch party for the book, and my children were in lockdown, so they were my sound and lighting crew that day. Yeah. <laughs> and we went out for lunch afterwards because we were allowed to sneak out, just you know, for the local shops. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I said to them at the time, I said, "Look, I says, do not worry." if we don't make it, you know, if it doesn't make it, you know, in the top 100, don't worry. It's just at least we're going to have that starting point. Yeah. We can then work from yeah. there. And I can remember that night just getting a number two sent to me on a text message, number two. And I'm like, oh, okay. what? And then she goes, no, wait, number one. And she said in three countries and three categories. It's like, what? It's something that I did, you know? Yeah. So from the book, sorry, we're getting there. <laughs> From the book, it, if you don't push these things consistently, they don't seem to, like, really take off. You've got to constantly be going book, 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 you know, around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, from there, I created a video series from scratch, 14 days, to show people that I knew what I was talking about with my book. And I followed the steps in my book. Okay. And I created a blog and article writing business on Fiverr. Right, okay. And, um, yeah, and the rest is history. Because all of a sudden I started getting orders for blogs and articles and it went crazy. And all of a sudden I had a thriving business 
that now has 16 staff. Oh, wonderful. Is, is there any um, yeah. topics or subjects that you specialize in? In terms of the blogs and the articles? Yeah. yeah, we write for many genres. Yeah. Um, we're pretty open to that. Uh, we've recently been looking at our target market very closely, seeing if we needed to niche down further than we had. But we've yeah. discovered that we like the broad range. So we, we tend to work with business owners that have less than 50 staff. Yeah. And it um, doesn't matter. I mean, providing they're not, you know, in like, you know, the big deep technical articles, which we don't love to write, then there's not much we can't write. I mean, I've got a book publisher, I've got a brain injury client, I've got life coaches, I've got travel agents, I've got a massage chair dude, believe it or not. Any financial advisors? <laughs> not yet. Do I have one in you? Uh, you, you might do, you may do. So we, like, we may have a conversation later. <laughs> Let's do that. Absolutely. You could be my very first one. There you I go. Could be, yeah, I could be. Yes. So, there's, yeah, there's not a lot that we won't do. Um, I'm not a big fan of the big technical stuff, as I said, but apart yeah. from that, it's like, because, you know, it, that, that's hard going. It's, it's, got, it's got to flow. It's got to be enjoyable. Do you know what I mean? It's really got to be enjoyable. So. Yeah, it's, 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 it's not just enjoyable, but it's got to be, I mean, at the end of the day, it, it is a... Um, a process you have to go through and if you don't understand or haven't got the technical expertise then it's difficult mm-hmm. and somebody's going to pick that up um, so it's better to have maybe a, um, a broader subject should we say uh, that is easier uh, to write and more enjoyable to write and easier for the consumer That's to read and enjoy as well right and I mean like I just love to help people. Yeah. So I don't want to really cut myself down to the point where I'm just one one person suggests that I just do physiotherapists. It's like really? Okay. So this is now your main is this your main business now or have you got other businesses on the go as well? No, this is this is my this is my dream. I think this is my dream because I think I finally found my true jam. Do you know what I mean? It's it it lights me up every day. I wake up every morning and the first thing I think is like, wow, what's going to happen today? Like, you know, who's going to approach me? I mean, I've got two or three hot leads jumping into my inbox every day yeah. currently. So it's like, wow, what, what industry am I going to write about today? You know, like who's going to want my services today? And it, it's really exciting. It's building fast. Obviously yeah. I've got 16 staff already yeah. and yeah. the sky's the limit. Yeah, sounds uh, it sounds like you've you've gone from zero to where you are in a very short space of time. You've clearly um, hit on a, a niche that works and is the demand mm-hmm. for, uh, for them. Um, mm-hmm. I write. I have been writing my own blogs, um, so uh, I know what time consuming it is for me to do it, <laughs> and it's something I've always that, wanted to yeah. try and outsource uh, where I can, and I do. Um, but yes. if you can get it right, it can make a huge difference in terms of the uh, your business and promote your business uh, because people Absolutely. love consuming content, don't they? They do. And, I mean, you hit the nail on the head when you said the time it takes yeah, yeah. you, for example, compared yeah. to someone who's an expert at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and my writers are experts. I mean, like, I can, I can bang out a thousand words in an hour. Right, okay. <laughs> Subject... Yeah, I get the subject and it just flows. It's just because it's my it's it's my superpower, it's my passion, it's what I'm good at. Which yeah. is actually the first step of my book, actually, finding a superpower. 
every day is exciting, every day is different, uh, and variety makes, a, mm. makes all the difference when you're in business, and it's not repetitive, and when you enjoy something, it doesn't work. The question I was going to ask mm. you, uh, which I just spoke mm. to mind, is that does it take you more than an hour a day compared to your uh, nappy business? Yes. But truthfully, I'm probably only one step away from financial freedom. So I have been seen doing this with my thumbs, you know, like (laughs) twiddling my thumbs a fair bit in the last couple of weeks. It's like now what? (laughs) So um, yes, it has, obviously. And I still make sure it does so that I'm kept busy and I'm kept entertained. So I just focus on other things now. Like I'm now doing the podcast. I'm doing like interviews. I'm doing all kinds of different things just which you know all helps the bigger picture well as you know promotion is uh, you know it'll definitely is what makes your business grow you can be the best expert in any field but if nobody knows about you uh, then you're not going to have any clients or customers so that's um, right can i can i can i use that quote can i take that quote? of course you can of course you can uh we're coming towards the end of the show now um so if somebody wanted to work with you and obviously they wanted mm-hmm. to have their blogs or their articles written then how mm-hmm. do they get in touch with your money? Okay, so the queen of content hangs out on LinkedIn all day. It's like my new home. It's, it's yeah, it, it, I've gone from Facebook. I moved from Facebook. I've gone to LinkedIn. And as long as my VA allows me to play in LinkedIn, that's yeah. where you'll find me. So please come and connect me on LinkedIn. Oh. Otherwise, you can visit our website at copywritersinternational.com. They're the two best places to find me. All right. I'll put the links up uh, on the show notes so people can find you there as well. Um, I always ask one question of my guests and mm-hmm. um, I'm going to ask you the same. And that question is, what does wealth mean to you? Okay. Well, I have actually really put a lot of thought into this for you. <laughs> All right. And I wanted to share with you a little antidote from one of my children. Okay. I can remember several years ago, we were we were just on our way home from, I think, a dinner out on a random night. Just And young Thomas, who was about seven at the time, he says, do you know what, Mum? He says, we're rich. And I said, are we? He says, yes, he says, rich in friends, he says, rich in family and rich in love, he says. And that came from a seven-year-old boy and it made me stop and think that true wealth, true wealth is happiness, true wealth is love, true wealth is a strong mindset and true wealth is abundance. Do you know what I mean? So it's like he hit the nail on the head. It's not about how much money's in the bank or how many properties you own. True wealth is love and happiness. You have a very wise son. Um, I see great things for your son. Um, yes. Manny, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. And um, I'm sure my audience is going to uh, love listening to, obviously, uh, our conversation today. Uh, and I'd like to mm-hmm. wish you all the very best in everything that you do in life. So thank you. Thank you very much. Same to you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. You can find links to everything that we've discussed in the show notes. And if you'd like to know more about what I do or see more great money tips to build a secure and a happy lifestyle, 
then you can find all of these on my website ttwealth.co.uk on my youtube channel ttwealth if you want to work with me then why not book a free 30-minute call to find out how you can also follow me on linkedin facebook instagram and twitter i also produce a bi-monthly newsletter tt wealth news which contains practical money tips that is free for you to download from my website and if you're enjoying this podcast don't hesitate to leave a review of course the more stars the better and equally sharing is caring so if you've heard something that you've enjoyed and you think will benefit someone you know then please do share with them i'm sure they will appreciate it so it's goodbye until next time and remember live for today invest for tomorrow